14, and um, what a, a just a, a miracle, and uh, God uh, just um, does exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think, and uh, certainly thankful for that, and thankful for answered prayer, and uh, thankful for um, uh, the acknowledgement of answered prayer, and so uh, what a blessing that is. I know he's given testimony in several places, and uh, just about how uh, God is doing a, 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 has done a good work and continuing to do a good work in, uh, in his life, and uh, appreciate him being here. He's got to get back to his church, uh, but um, I certainly appreciate him uh, giving testimony uh, this morning. Uh, the Holloways know Kim from the mountains, and, um, and oh, you know him from here. Okay, I thought you knew him from the mountains. Oh, okay, okay. I got mountains somehow. Well, everything else is the mountains, so I just guessed. Um, but uh, but, but uh, I really appreciate him um, being here and giving his, uh, his testimony. Uh, it's good to hear that when you pray, uh, God hears and answers prayer. So certainly thankful for that, as I know you are as well. John chapter 14, John chapter number 14. So we started a message. We're going to do a series of messages um, on um, triumph in the midst of trouble. You know, trouble is something that we all face and something that we all go through, and um, it looks different uh, for different people. And uh, if uh, you've ever uh, spent a day in the hospital, you know that eight months in a hospital is, I can't even imagine. Um, When Kyle was in the hospital... um, for eight days, I thought it was eight years, literally. Um, it just, time just stands still, and that wasn't during COVID. Um, just to be alone and nobody physically to be there with you, um, it's, it's trouble. People go, through, people go through hard times. People go through difficulties, and, and, it, and it looks different for different people, but the fact of the matter is, uh, it's difficulty nonetheless. It may, um, uh, it may be you know, relational or financial or emotional or spiritual or whatever the problem might be. Um, we all have them. Uh, it, it's common. You know, the Bible says it's common. Temptation and problems and tribulation and persecution. And all, these things are common to man. And uh, we face uh, uh, we face these things. We see in the Bible, the Bible says the, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. And so it's, um, you know, it, it's the same. We all, we all face it. And so sometimes uh, I think we can get to the place if we're not careful. Uh, I, I know I have. Um, if you're honest, you probably have too. Uh, where you find yourself in some kind of, maybe it's a physical problem or a relational problem, some kind of problem in your life, and we get what I call the Elijah syndrome. It's, the, it's that I'm the only one. You know, I'm the only one that, what, what, why is this happening to me? I love God. Why isn't it happening to so-and-so? They don't love God. You know, why isn't it, you know, we, I don't know if you've ever had a tendency of doing that or something that's, prolonged or something that continues to happen uh, in your life, you want to ask why. We have a tendency as human beings to want to know why. Now, sometimes we get an answer. And I like 
I like it when we get an answer, right? Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we can ask why. It, Vance Havner, which is, if you've never heard Vance Havner before, he, he was a tremendous Southern Baptist preacher. I mean, just a tremendous. But he had these quips. So if, if you find a, a Vance Havner book, it's almost always about little quips that he said, little things, little sayings that he said. And, and, um, and he said, uh, he said and, and I'm paraphrasing, it's not a direct quote, but he said along these lines, he said, um, across our lives, sometimes God stamps, uh, we'll explain later. We'll explain later. God, can, can I help you with something? I think a lot of people have trouble with this. God's not obligated to explain anything to you. He's God. He, he, God doesn't need your permission to do anything. He doesn't need our permission for him to say anything. We don't, he, God doesn't need to okay things by us. And God doesn't have to know. I'm glad when he does. I'm glad when somebody asks me a question, I'm glad that when I can go to the Bible, I can find an answer. But there are times people ask questions I don't know the answer to. Sometimes that's aggravating to me. Sometimes it's aggravating to the person asking the question. Well, why can't you tell me the answer? Because I don't know. And if I don't know, listen to me, I'm not going to make it up. So there's a lot of times in life that we go through difficult times, but you're not the only one. You're not the only one. So, so get out from underneath your juniper tree and stop your pouting. We all go through difficult times. Now, I'm not talking about a time of mourning and a time of grief. Those are, there's times for those things. But sometimes we get stuck. And we get stuck because, watch this, we often feel sorry for ourselves. Sometimes we feel sorry for ourselves because we don't think we deserve what we're going through. Sometimes we feel sorry for ourselves because we think we're the only ones going through that problem. Sometimes we feel sorry for ourselves because we asked God to take it away and he didn't. Do you realize, listen, there was times in college where I didn't study a lick. Because by the way, when I went to college, man, we had seven o'clock classes. We went seven to 11 to class, 11 to 12 at, uh, at chapel. At 12 o'clock, I got to grab lunch right before I had to be at work at two. And then I worked to two. So I worked two to two, and then I had to drive an hour to get home, and then I had to get back up because it was an hour to school. I mean, I slept three hours a day for four years. I mean, it was just, I mean, it was tough. Sometimes I didn't have time to study. Do you know what sometimes I did? God, I've got this exam. Man, I didn't study a lick for it. And Lord, if you just help me, pay. anybody don't look at me that don't look at me like that. You know, it's, it's like let's make a deal, right? God, if you'll just you'll just get me through this exam. I can't if I fail this exam, I'm in trouble. And sometimes I, by the miracle of God, by the grace of God, I got through the exam. Sometimes I failed. And you know what? Sometimes I felt like God was in heaven going, You should have studied. Because that's what my professor's saying. Because they, listen, I ain't going to have no grace. If you didn't, you didn't study at all, listen, I'm sorry. I mean, you should have You should have done. So sometimes it's like, okay, well, God, you didn't. So we start feeling sorry for ourselves. 
And sometimes we can get stuck in a rut of feeling sorry for ourselves. And we get stuck in a rut feeling sorry for ourselves. Guess what? You don't want to do nothing. You don't want to go to church. You don't want to read your Bible. You want to pray. You know what? Sometimes we get to this point. Sometimes we say and sometimes we don't. We throw up our hands and say, what's the point in praying? God doesn't answer our prayers anyways. Yeah. No. What we really should be saying is, what's the point in praying? God God doesn't answer the way I think he should answer. See, See, God always answers our prayers. Sometimes he says no and you throw a little conniption fit because God said no when you thought he should have said yes. Right? So sometimes we can get caught in this rut, stuck in this rut of feeling sorry for ourselves, but we've got to get out of it. When we all do it, whether it's short-term or long-term, we all have a tendency to do it. So what do we need to do? We need to get uh, out from underneath that and get some understanding. Let me share a few verses with you this morning out of John chapter number 14. John chapter 14. So uh, we're going to look, and we've started looking at the problem. We're going to look at the promise uh, here in a little bit uh, uh, down the road. But right now we're looking at the problem. What's the problem? The first problem is unbelief. We talked about that already. We talked about that last week, uh, uh, the problem of unbelief. Uh, We have not because we ask not. And when we ask, we ask amiss. We ask for the wrong reasons. And then we we don't believe. We don't trust God. Uh, 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 for the things that we're praying for. Uh, It's almost like this. It's almost like this prayer. This is almost a prayer that sometimes we pray. God, it's like we, we feel like we have to give God an out just in case he can't do it. So this is what we do. God, if you could possibly, I understand if you can't, but if you could I know that, you know, and we kind of all these, you know, parenthetical passages that we that we go throughout. Just pray and ask God to do the miraculous because God can do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. And what we got to do, what do we got to do? We got to believe. If we believe, we can remove mountains, the Bible says. If we believe, God can do it. Why do we know that? Because we know that God can do all things. And God, is, God can do all things, and all things are possible with God. So what, are, what is our problem? Our problem is unbelief. Our problem is we don't trust God. Our problem is we trust too many things in this world instead of leaning and trusting on God. So we talked about unbelief six times in the first 12, 12 verses of John chapter 14. The Bible uses the word belief. We need to get back to an old-fashioned believing God for things in our lives. Now, not only is unbelief a problem that we're facing in our churches and in our world today, but understanding is a problem that we're facing. A lack of understanding is a problem that we're facing in our churches today as well. Look at verse 22. John chapter 14 and verse number 22. Judas saith unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Do you know half the time we stay confused? Do you know half the time, if if you'll read 
the gospel accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, if you'll read those accounts, you'll notice that the disciples, those that were closest to Jesus, those that were with Jesus everywhere he went in his earthly ministry, those that saw his miracles, those that heard his messages, those that were there with him when he raised the dead, when he made the blind to see, when he made the deaf to hear, the dumb to speak, the lame to walk, when they solved all those things, do you know what the disciples stayed? Confused. They stayed confused. This entire time, they're thinking to themselves, now Jesus is teaching them, right? Jesus is showing them. I'm, I'm going to go away. Matter of fact, he says that uh, uh, here in John. I, I'm going to go away. It's good for you that I'm going to go away. It's expedient for you that I'm going to go away. Hold the phone. Disciples are like, put on the brakes. What in the world are you talking about? Go away. Where are you going? What are we going to do if you go away? And man, they started panicking. I mean, all that they saw. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine being in a boat and, and all of a sudden on the horizon, you see somebody walking towards you on the water? Can you imagine witnessing that? Can you imagine being completely and utterly panicked? They're in a boat again. They're in a boat a lot, aren't they? They're in a boat again, and there's this great big storm. They're all about to perish. They all believe they're... By the way, they all grew up on the water. Some of them grew up as fishermen on the water. They were very familiar with the water. This storm was a doozy. They're all about to die. Jesus is snoozing in the back of the boat. They go wake him up, and with three words... Everything stops. I mean, can you imagine how big their eyes got? Can you imagine? The Bible says they were astonished. They were astonished that the wind and the sea obeyed him. Seeing all of these things, hearing all his teachings, they still were confused. We have, listen to me, we have a tendency to be confused. We have a tendency to have a lack of understanding. That's why Paul, one of his favorite statements, one of Paul's favorite statements in his epistles, I would that you not be ignorant, brethren. I would that you not be ignorant. Ignorant, by the way, ignorance is not bliss. God wants you to be in the know. God wants you to understand when it comes to His Word. God wants you to understand when it comes to spiritual things. God wants you to understand when it comes to the last days and when it comes to heaven and when it comes to these. He wants us to know those things. Here's our problem. We're scared of those things. Therefore, we have a lack of understanding. And it's a problem. It's a problem in our churches today. Do do you realize, listen, I'm, I'm telling you right now, you are absolutely, completely, and utterly blind if you, don't, if you can't realize we've got a problem in our country today. I mean, there's, there's some serious... I mean, it's been going on now, folks. I'm not blind. I'm just telling you. But there's some serious problems going on in our country today. Let me tell you what people are. By and far, people are robots. And whatever they're programmed to do, or whatever they're programmed to be, that's what they're going to do. 
They don't want to think for themselves. It's too hard to think for yourself. We raised our children. Now, listen, sometimes they can be sassy. Sometimes I want to knock them upside their head. Right? But you know what we raised our children to do? Think for themselves. Listen, I never, I never tell my children, listen, this is what you need to vote. They just have common sense. I mean, they just know what the issues are. And they you know, my kids from a very young age would say to me, Dad, how can anybody vote that way when that person believes this? How can a churchman, how can a Christian? I've, I've taught them to think for themselves. You know what people don't do? They don't think for themselves. This is what I want you to go do. Go do it. And like puppy dogs, we bow our head and we go do it. It's absolutely unbelievable the lack of understanding that we have in our world. Now, that's the world. The problem is it's in the church as well. Can you explain to me? I would love somebody to explain to me why is it that somebody can get up and consistently and uh, 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 over and over and over again preach and teach false doctrine and they have tens of thousands of people that go to their church? You want, you want, to, talk about, you want to talk about preachers feeling sorry for themselves? That's one of the reasons preachers can feel sorry for themselves. Sometimes I'm thinking to myself, what in the world am I doing wrong? Why in the what? I mean, why in the this 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 cat doesn't even preach salvation. He doesn't preach the Bible. He barely reads from the Bible. I mean, and he gets up and there are tens of thousands of people in the auditorium. You know what? You know what the problem is? A lack of understanding. People are ignorant when it comes to the Word of God. People are ignorant when it comes to spiritual things. And people are ignorant when it comes to the mind of God. Now, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. We have finite minds. There's only so much that we can understand, right? Now, there are people that are geniuses, and they're very, very smart, and I uh, get all that. But we're, we are limited on what we can know. And there's only so much we can know. But did you know that you can know the mind of God? To a certain extent, you can. Matter of fact, the Bible says, God said this in Philippians, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus is God. So let this mind be in you. So the things revealed in the Word, we can know. We don't have to guess. Because God tells us. We don't have to guess about the Holy Spirit. We don't have to guess about heaven. We don't have to guess about last days. We don't have to guess about the church. We can know these things because God tells us these things in His Word. Now, there are some things we don't know. There are some things that we, we, we can't perceive. Do you realize the things that we know about heaven from the Bible we can about fit in a thimble? There's not a whole bunch we know about heaven. No, wait a minute. So-and-so said, no, 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 I'm not talking about what so-and-so said. I'm not talking about what you think's going to be in heaven. I mean, these ideas that we have about heaven, we've just perceived them or they've come down through tradition. I say this, 
I, and the only reason I say it is because it stirs some of you up. But I, I, I say this often. God never said you're getting a mansion. He just said in his house there are many mansions. He didn't say you're getting one. He didn't say I'm getting one. He just said there's many mansions that are there. And so, but, but boy, I'll tell you, every, I'm waiting for my mansion. I'm waiting for, I'm, get, I'm going for my mansion. And we got all these preconceived ideas of what heaven's going to be like. I, I'll give you another one. This is very commonly uh, uh, misconstrued and misunderstood that when I die, I'm not going to become an angel. But you understand that? That's, that's not going to happen. The angels are created beings. We don't turn into angels. Okay? So, so but, but man, you, I mean, you hear it all the time. I mean, you see it all the time. So what's the problem? The problem is our lack of understanding. What does the Bible say? And what is the solution? Uh, let, me give, let me give it to you real quick. We're going to talk about it uh, again tonight, but I just want to give you just a, a touch on it uh, uh, the, this evening, or this morning, and we'll, we'll talk the rest of it this evening. But if we have a lack of understanding, what do we do? What do we do when we want to understand? Now, a lack of understanding and apathy are two different things. Okay? So apathy says, I don't care. I don't want to know about that. I don't want to know about this. I don't want to know about... I, just, 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 just let me be ignorant. I want to stay ignorant. Ignorant is bliss and it's wonderful. Just don't upset the apple cart. I'm fine the way I am. That's apathy. Okay? So, somebody that has a lack of understanding isn't necessarily apathetic. They just don't know. How are they going to hear without a preacher? Right? How are they going to know unless somebody teaches them? Boy, let me tell you. You want to blame this generation. The millennials, the millennials don't have a brain in their head. That's what everybody says. They don't have a brain in their head. I mean, they're the problem, they're the problem, they're the problem. Let me tell you what the problem is. The problem is they haven't been taught. You want to blame it on the millennials? Blame it on the ones before the millennials. Because they're the ones that were supposed to teach them. And you, you see kids today and you, you see them running around. And I mean, I'm, I'm here to tell you. Just go out in public, folks. Kids are unruly. I mean, we went out to that. I mean, we, me and Kyle tried twice yesterday. I mean, we had to go see Miss May. We went out and saw Miss May. And then we went to the, to the, to the Oyster Festival. Anybody go to the Oyster Festival? Yeah, overwhelming. So we went to the Oyster Festival. We got there. They don't even serve oysters until 3 o'clock. It's like, yeah, I thought this was an oyster festival. Now, you could get beer, all the beer you want to, but oysters, you got to wait. And so we stayed, I think, about 37 seconds, and, and we left. And so there's nothing there. And so we try there. I mean, kids running everywhere. I mean, bouncing on the bouncy houses, flying out of the bouncy houses, running with no parental supervision. I'm thinking to myself, crazy. Then we went out to Springfield. Anybody go out to that one? few more went to that one okay well i'm telling you right now i'm i'm pretty sure that kids drove themselves there because i didn't see any i didn't see hardly any parents with the kids i mean they're running all over the place i mean they're running into us i told kyle i said me and kyle are walking down there i said listen to me the next person that 
that bumps into me, I am lowering my shoulder. It was a woman, the next one that came by, so I, I didn't quite lower my shoulder. But, you know, there's, I mean, if you went up, there's mob people, kids running up. You go into Walmart, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Go into any public supermarket, go into any place that has toys. I want such and such, you can't have it. Oh, you want to, and I said, and man, I stand right there waiting. I guarantee you they get it. Guaranteed. Kid pitches a fit, parents embarrassed. Parent ends up giving it to them, or the parent says, I don't care, scream as loud as you want to, don't bother me. Forget the 700 other people that are around you, you know, but you know, whatever. You know what our problem is? Our problem is a lack of teaching. There's a lack of understanding because we don't teach them. They're never going to understand math if somebody doesn't teach them math. You don't get, you don't, you're not born understanding things. You have to be taught these things. You have to be taught spiritual things. You have to be taught to holy things. And if you have a lack of understanding, what do we need to do? Number one, James said it. James chapter number one, verse number five. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Let him ask of God. Who give to all men liberally, breath not, shall be given to him. God says, listen, if you're lacking wisdom, just ask me. God's not trying to keep it from you. He's not trying to dangle it in front of you and then pull it away from you. God wants you to understand. But you know what understanding takes? Understanding takes something that we don't like to do. And I say we as, I'm talking about human beings as a whole. It takes work. We don't want to work to understand. We just want to understand. We just want to know. When I, when I was in school and we had to take, I had to take Hebrew, and um, man, I'm telling you, it was, it was one of the worst classes I've ever taken in my entire life. Uh, I mean, I, to, the, to the lack of all of my other classes, I worked. I got A's and B's my entire four years, except for that class. That class, I just barely passed. And I'm telling you, I put every ounce of work I could do, put into it. And then this little puke next to me, he doesn't study at all, and he gets an A in the class. You know, you, sometimes you work, and you work, and you work, and you work, and you just get a little bit. But you know, a little bit's enough, and then a little bit more, and a little bit more. What is life? It's walking day by day. We don't get our full understanding. I I remember listening to preachers when I just got saved, and I thought to myself, man, I want to know the Bible like that. Man, they they spew out the Word of God. I mean, just never opening up the Bible, and just all these verses memorized, and they dazzle you with last things and, 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 and preaching about heaven. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I want that. You know what they'll tell you? That takes work. It takes work. Man, I'm telling you, if you lack wisdom, go to the right place. Doesn't it amaze you? It absolutely amazes me where we get our advice from. Where we get our knowledge from. Listen to me. If you don't, if if there's something that you want to know, go to the source. 
Don't go to the gossiper. Because gossipers like to make things up. They have a little bit of the truth. But they don't have the whole truth. And so they just make something up. Matter of fact, I just had a meeting just the other day. Somebody had come to me. They were upset about something. We sat down and talked about it. They, had, they were completely misinformed and misunderstood. They said, oh, okay, that makes sense. And I said, you know what? I appreciate you coming to the source. You know, our problem is we're going to the wrong people. If you're having marital problems and you're going to get advice from somebody that's been married and divorced seven times, you might be going to the wrong, wrong source. If you, have a, if you have a problem with alcohol and you're, and you're going down and talking to your buddies at the sports bar about it, you're probably going to the wrong source. You got to know where to go to. You got to know where to get your understanding. You got to know where to get your wisdom. And if you're going to have wisdom, go to the right place. Go to God because God's the one that gives us wisdom. And God never gives us bad advice. You ever get bad advice? Oh my goodness gracious. Listen, when I was looking for a car years ago, I was looking for a car. And I usually do a lot of looking and studying and asking people, asking people that I trust about what car would you buy. I found this to be true. I found it. I found it almost relative. Depending on what car they drive, that's the car that they recommend if they like that car. So, but anyways, so they said, listen, what you need, I mean, you need to find you an old, older premium car. Does that make sense? So one of the best ones you can buy is the Buick Enclave. And I'm telling you something, I've tried to get somebody to steal that car. I mean, that has been nothing but a lemon since I've owned that thing. One problem after another, after another, after another. And I'm thinking to myself, that rat that told me to buy a Buick Enclave, I'd like to sell him my car. No, he wouldn't buy it, right? those, Those things have too many problems. Well, then why'd you recommend it? You know what God's saying? Well, why'd you listen to him? You choose, you decide where you get your wisdom from. Now, I get it. In the multitude counselors, your safety. So we can get wisdom. We can get knowledge from people in this world. But be careful where you get it from. I'm going to tell you something that Forrest said. As a matter of fact, it's been a couple years ago now he said this. He said, if you, if you come to me, complaining about something that I've done or complaining about something in the church or complaining. If I have no respect for you as a person, I'm not going to have respect for your opinion. Now, that sounds ugly, but it's true. If I don't have respect for you because you have no respect for me and have never deserved respect or whatever it is, then what you say... Let me tell you how that works. So you being mean-spirited doesn't bother me. Water off a duck's back. Right? Now, if I have a high level of respect for you, and you come up to me and you tell me, and listen, Pastor, what you said was very, very hurtful. Guess what? I'm going to examine myself. I'm going to say, wait a minute. 
I respect him. I respect what she says. Do you know we respect is, is earned? It really is. Now, just because you don't respect somebody doesn't mean you'd be mean to that person. I'm not saying that. You would, listen to me, you would have absolutely no idea who I respect and don't respect. I would never let you know that. But I'm, I'm telling you, for your own sanity, you see, some of you have such a hard time because you respect everybody equally, and so when some mean-spirited person looking, I mean, they are looking for opportunities to be a jerk. They live on it. And they come to you and they say something, I mean, you stick your head in the sand and you pout and cry for a month. Why? Why? Be careful where you're getting your wisdom from. Be careful where you're getting your advice from. Be careful where you're getting your understanding from. Be careful who you're hanging out with. Be careful who you're friends with. Those things we should be teaching to our children. And we should be living those things ourselves. Why? Because they make a difference. They make a difference in your life, and they make a difference in the lives of people around them. Do you know I've said this before, but I've only said it to myself. I've known somebody for so many years, and in the beginning years, everything was great, and then something happens, and something goes south, and then it goes back, and I say, I'm so glad. I said, Miss Sharon, I'm so glad Miss Sharon's back. What does it mean? I don't mean she's back. She's always been here. But man, she had a hard time, and now she's back to what she was before. Now, that's, Miss Sharon is just, I'm looking at her. It has nothing to do with her. But you know what I'm saying? You ever been there? And you've got to be careful. Why? Because you not only get wisdom, you give wisdom every day. You may not think that, but you know we give wisdom even when we're not even talking. People are watching you. People are seeing how you live. Our people in this church, listen to me, there are people in this church that I highly respect that I don't talk to even a whole bunch. But I highly respect them because of their testimony, because of how they live their life, because of how they face problems, because of the wisdom that they have. Do you know when I have a problem in my life and I ask somebody to pray for me, it's not random? I go to people I know are going to pray. I go to people that I know have a good, solid prayer life. I, know, I go to people I know that can get a hold of God. That's who I go to. Why? Because that's wisdom. That's what God wants you to have. He wants you to have wisdom. He doesn't want you walking aimlessly and ignorantly in this world. He wants you to be walking in wisdom, living wisely amongst God's people, amongst this world. Be, watch this, ready? Be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. Be wise. When you're wise, you make good decisions. Now, I'm not saying you'll never make mistakes. I'm just saying you'll make good decisions. And by the way, if you're wise, you won't continue to make the same mistake over and over and over again. I call it the cycle of sin. We get in there, we have a problem, and man, we, we ask God to forgive us, and then we... Go right back to the problem again. And it's just a big old circle, a big old cycle. Wisdom gets out of the cycle. Wisdom says, listen, if I keep going in this direction, 
If you keep going in the wrong direction, you're going to get further away from your goal, not closer. When we were going to Louisiana, man, you don't know how bad I am with directions. I'm just, just terrible. So, hello, you know, I'm, I'm okay with geography. I mean, I know where things are. I know Northeast, you know, never eat shredded wheat. You know, I learned that when I was a kid. And so, 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 so Louisiana is west of us. Hello, right? So we get down to Jacksonville. 10, you have to take 10. East or west? I panicked. Completely panicked. Do I take east or west? Kyle's with me. Kyle, east or west? It's east, dad. Be careful where you get your wisdom from. So I'm driving down the road at a high rate of speed, and so I call Wendy real quick. East or west? She said, you're kidding me. I said, no, east or west? I'm fixing it. She said, go west. Why would you go east? And Kyle said, man, I knew it was west. Yeah. <laughs> and this is what Kyle said to me. Dad, if you would have went east, Sooner or later, you would have come around to where you needed to go. Around the world? To get to Louisiana, that would have been a problem, right? So listen, if you're going in the wrong direction, you may someday get to where you want to go. But don't you want to get there as fast as you can? If you want to, then you got to go in the right direction. You can't go in the right direction without understanding without wisdom. Let's bow our heads for prayer. This morning, our heads are bowed and eyes are closed. You know, our problem, what our problems, one of our problems is unbelief. Another problem is understanding. You know what we don't understand? Listen, a lot of people don't understand is, 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 the, is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus died on the cross. He was buried and he rose again the third day so that we can have life and that we can have it more abundantly. Jesus said in John chapter 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus is the only way. Without that way, we have no hope. So many people lack understanding when it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ and the lack of understanding when it comes to, God, to, comes to the gospel, is, is an eternal mistake. Eternal mistake. When you die and you leave this world, you're going to be absent from the body. You're going to be present somewhere. There's no waiting area. There's no just going back to the dust of the ground. You're going to be in heaven or you're going to be in hell. That's the only two choices. And a lack of understanding has sent more people to hell than anything else. This false teaching and false preaching, and they may have tens of thousands of people, but understand something, their lack of understanding is leading people astray. Let's get the understanding and let's get it from the right place. That right place is from God. Maybe you're here this morning and you're not saved. You, you never placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. God loves you. Jesus Christ died for you. He shed His innocent and perfect and sinless blood so that you could have life. This morning, place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and he'll save you. I'm not sure about it, preacher. I'm not sure I'm saved. Would you pray for me? Just slip your hand up and write back down this morning. I'm not sure about it, preacher. Would you pray, would you pray for me? Is there one? What a blessing it is to be saved. 
I'm not even going to ask if there's anybody that lacks understanding because we all lack understanding. Somewhere, some long, somewhere along the way, we lack understanding. Let's get our understanding from the right place. Let's get it from God. Let's stand.